Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Time on with Sam Edmund. Yes, good evening, everyone. Welcome. We're now into Time On on this Monday, August 9. Just where is this year going? I'm Sam Edmund. If you're in Melbourne, I hope you're surviving okay in lockdown six. Thoughts also go out to our Sydney siders as well. But regardless of where you're listening this evening, I hope the day has been kind to you. So strap yourselves in. We're about to bring you up to speed on the latest developments in the AFL and the wider world of sport. We like to think of this as your one-stop shop for the next hour. And if you haven't had the chance to have your say today on something from the weekend that has stayed with you or left an impression on you, no shortage of material either, the lines are open also. One three hundred seven three six seven three six oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the temper text if that takes your fancy or on the socials on Twitter we can be found at time on sen. Don't be shy, the door is always open. But let's start where we do each and every time. Gee, it has been a while. Great to be back here on uh, time on. Let's go to the bulletin board. news in world football, it must be said. Lionel Messi has farewelled Barcelona, who are unable to keep him on their books due to the financial strain of Messi's contract. He's been there for 21 years. He signed as a 13-year-old prodigy, and now reports coming in that Paris Saint-Germain has tabled an initial two-year deal, thought to be in the region of $47 million a year after tax. So a reunion with Neymar could be on the cards for one of the greatest footballers of all time, Lionel Messi. Terrifying crash in the MotoGP at the weekend, the Styrian Grand Prix. It was halted after two laps, a spectacular fireball crash and involved Spaniard Danny Pedrosa and the Italian Lorenzo Savadori, and it was on Sunday. Oh, this will be a red flag. This has got to be. Is someone else down there? Is that Savadori as yeah, well? This What's happened here? This is a red flag. This has got to be no a red question. flag. Not the way he was hoping to return to MotoGP. Oh, Lorenzo Savadori. We hope that Savadori's okay as well. Wow, what has happened here? Yeah, that was one of those real nasty ones. The Spanish rookie Jorge Martin won the race, but all the talk, obviously and understandably, about that big fireball crash. Plenty of cricket happening at the moment. The test between England and India, the first test, it was drawn after day five was sadly washed out, but that did come after the heroics of Joe Root on day four with a big century. this game, Joe Root, top scoring in the first innings and now holding India at bay in the second with one of his very best hundreds for England. Yeah, Joe Root in a bit of form there. Bring on the ashes, I say. Josh Bruce, well, his worst fears and that of the Western Bulldogs have sadly become a reality. The club's leading goal kicker suffering a ruptured ACL. He did it with 14 seconds left in the loss to Essendon. He played every game, Bruce. He'd kicked 48 goals. He was sitting equal second on the Coleman. And now Luke Beveridge faces a reshuffle in his front half in the lead into finals. Toby Green will face the tribunal tomorrow night. 
The match review officer Michael Christian hitting him with a two-match sanction for his high fend-off that saw Patrick Dangerfield spend a night in hospital with a bruised airway. We'll spend a bit of time on that later on in the show. Netball Australia have launched a bid to have the sport included in the 2032 Olympic Games, and so they should, I reckon. What other sports should be nominated for Brisbane 2032? We have the choice. We can put our nominations forward. What are you having in the games in 2032? Josh Giddy, he debuted at the NBA Summer League today. He sliced through the lane for a dunk on the first possession, but unfortunately tweaked his ankle shortly after and did not return. Giddy on the drive, and there's a way to debut. Giddy with the two-handed slam. And Giddy tripped up and falls to the court, comes up hobbling on that left leg. The locker room at the end of the first quarter. I'm still waiting to hear um, an update on him, but he is still back in the locker room. I'll get you that information as soon as I get it, guys. Josh, get there. Hopefully not sideline for too long. So you know what we do now. Let's grab a jumper shell. We're in this together for the next hour. one 736 736 or the temper text 0433 I'll keep my eye on those as they filter through. What stirred you over the weekend? What angered you? What excited you? What did you love on the show this evening? We'll have the coach's corner as well. The best of the post-match press conferences from across the weekend. We'll also close out the show with our regular segment, What Grinds Your Gears. You know what really grinds my gears? You know what it is by now. It's your chance to get something off your chest that you've stewed on all Monday. Work and life's got in the way. Well, we'll play counsellor to whatever is grinding your gears from the weekend a little later in the show. And I've got one from, well, an Olympic theme, if you like. Something that struck me on Sunday in the Olympics I could not believe and it's been grinding my gears ever since. Before we get into a little preview tonight, Monday Night Football, if you don't mind, West Coast and Melbourne over there at Optus Stadium. 8-10 bounce down there. I want to talk about that shortly, but let's get to Tom. He's been waiting patiently in South Australia. I think he wants to talk about the Blues. How are you, Tommy? Tom, we got you. Maybe sit tight, Tom. We'll come back to you in a moment. Can't quite get you uh, on the line, but sit tight. We'll get to you because I know you want to talk about the Blues. But that game tonight, West Coast and Melbourne, what an important game this is for West Coast. They're seventh. They're only game clear inside the eight. Eston on the charge. Richmond hanging around as well. The Eagles had lost four of their last six going in. They've been ordinary, let's be honest. But, gee, the way this round has gone, they're likely to get up. It has been a tipster's nightmare. And there are a couple of whispers around Tom McDonald at Melbourne as well. Now, he was named in tonight's Demons team, but he has struggled with a back injury. He was obviously subbed out at three-quarter time in the thumping of Gold Coast last week. But he did, after copping that knock to his back, fly to Perth, of course, uh, with the admission that he was a quote-unquote day-to-day proposition. So we'll see how he goes and whether he takes the field in this one. Strange build-up to it as well. Melbourne swapping with the Lions at Joondalup Resort during the week and the Melbourne sponsor Red Bull laying on the facilities for the Demons with Nintendos and basketball rings and table tennis tables there at Optus Stadium as well. Speaking of doubt, there is doubt on the Coleman medal leader Harry Mackay whether he plays against Port Adelaide this week. In fact, we will delve into the Round 22 fixture and how we think it's taking shape a little bit later on in the show. The Blues are headed to the Adelaide Oval with uh, reduced capacity next weekend. So Harry Mackay, the Coleman medal leader, still battling that shoulder injury. It popped out again in the loss to Gold Coast. His 11 majors clear Tom Hawkins and Jack Rewalt. Two weeks to play in the season. Sam Walsh uh, is good to go, we're told, after tweaking his ankle. There were some syndesmosis fears there, given the mechanism, but thankfully he escaped damage on that front. I don't know what you think about that, Blue supporters. Part of us sort of thinks perhaps 
maybe you're better off just warehousing your two young stars with nothing to play for for the rest of the year. But uh, they've been through a bit. Sounds like they're going to keep going if they are fit. I mentioned the tribunal tomorrow. Toby Green going up. It's the hit on Patrick Dangerfield. It's been assessed as careless, high impact and high contact and a two-match sanction. Obviously, Paddy Dangerfield now released from hospital, spent the night there after the game with a bruised airway. And plenty of precedence here in this space. Bailey Fritch on Tom Powell was perhaps a more extended bumper bar style of action. That was round seven at Blundstone Arena. And he was hit, the Melbourne forward, with medium impact, given Powell was able to play out the rest of the game. And... uh, He didn't need a concussion test. Now, that was a one-match sanction that Melbourne successfully argued down and overturned. They said it was reasonable in trying to avoid contact and he didn't breach his duty of care, which the tribunal agreed with. Buddy Franklin got off for that swinging elbow that collected Luke Ryan. Looked like there was more intent in that one. And Dangerfield himself, of course, last year's grand final has been mentioned numerous times as well. Had no case to answer after uh, accidentally knocking out Nick Vloston as well. That was also deemed not unreasonable in the circumstances given the ball was loose and the catch ant was punching it clear a split second before making contact of Vloston. So with all these other ones, they're not Michael Christian's fault. He's been consistent. He gave Fritch a week. He gave Franklin a week. He's given Green two weeks, but they're getting overturned at the tribunal. So uh, there's a precedent here. You reckon it'll be closed in the off-season. And separately, Joel Selwood given a $3,000 fine for that high bump on Sam Taylor. That could be the biggest wrong of the weekend in the match review officer's space. Way too outcome-based, isn't it? And this had the potential to cause serious injury. Taylor's in a vulnerable position. Greens is more of a football act for mine than Selwood. And that is everything we want out of the game, isn't it? Collecting the players high when they're in a vulnerable position. Hey, Patrick Dangerfield was doorstopped outside GMHBA Stadium today where he actually supported Toby Green's bid to overturn a two-game ban. Now, he was also very outspoken on racism in the game in the wake of Taylor Walker's astonishing incident in which the former Adelaide skipper was banned for six games and made to make a $20,000 donation after those shocking Comments on Robbie Young were overheard at quarter time of that SANFL game back on July 17. Patrick Dangerfield said today outside GMHBO Stadium after training, it's bitterly disappointing. There is no excuse, particularly as an AFL player. No one gets more education. It's terrible, disgusting, something we need to stamp out, whether it's Taylor Walker or a faceless name like we saw with Aaliyah Aaliyah. Strange situation with Carlton today and their coach, David Teague. And I suppose such is life, unfortunately, when you are a coach under the pump. Made to sing for your supper on a weekly basis after games during the week. It's all a bit unsavoury, isn't it? And today, the premature report came that he'd been told he was sacked. He wasn't. He hasn't. And I'll be very surprised if he doesn't coach out the rest of the year. But we're going to get these stories, aren't we, right up until uh, round 23, until the review is tabled and until we learn a little bit more about it. Uh, Josh Bruce, we mentioned, he's going to miss the remainder of the 2021 season after that ACL injury. If you're a Western Bulldog supporter, how deep is your level of despair with this news? He's been such a massive part of the Western Bulldogs' uh, fantastic season so far. Had difficulties last year, well and truly came to the party this year. 48 goals has really held up that front half with uh, Aaron Norton coming and going to a degree. Jamari Hagen still feeling his way. Josh Shackey hasn't worked out. He's gone back. Chris Bell, the head of sports medicine at the Western Bulldogs, confirmed today that Josh has had scans this morning which have confirmed an ACL injury to his left knee. We're devastated for him and we'll do everything we can to support him through this period. We'll work through a plan with Josh for surgery over the next couple of days. 
Prior to the injury, Bruce had had a magnificent season, as I say, and what a shocking time to do the injury too. Never a good time, of course, but you miss finals this year, much anticipated. You're going to miss pretty much all of next season as well, potentially the finals next season. Just a devastating blow. And now the shuffle is on, isn't it, for Luke Beveridge and his team. Steph Martin was listed as two to three weeks away last week with a groin. So the buy helps. Could help the dogs again on the eve of finals, couldn't it? But if they can get Steph Martin in there and up and going somehow, albeit he has missed a lot of footy, that would enable Luke Beveridge to swing Peter English forward. And that has been what I think the Western Bulldogs have wanted to do pretty much since um, uh, since uh, Tim English walked in the door. And then there's Josh Shackey with Alex Keith coming back as well to see hold his spot. Um, Jamari Eagle-Hagen, where does he sit with it? So all these questions need to be answered. But, geez, they're a better coach to take charge of, uh, of things when the deck chairs need to be shuffled on the Titanic than Luke Beveridge. Probably not. They did win a premiership with the likes of Zane Cordy playing key forward and the like. And then you got Cody Waitman as well, who uh, was rested at the weekend, has been a real jack-in-the-box and a real success story as well for the Western Bulldogs. Hey, the AFL fixture for round 22. It's a weekly topic of conversation at the moment. Now, the AFL were hoping to be able to release something this afternoon. I don't believe that is going to be the case now. They'll hold that off until tomorrow. But we've been slowly trying to piece this together as the day has unfolded. So... We'll do our best here to try and bring you the latest of what we know um, before the AFL can confirm round 22 tomorrow. So GWS and Richmond Friday night, it seems. Marvel, the likely venue here. It's what the Giants want as the home team. Both teams fighting for a final spot. This will be a massive game next week. And you might as well, if you're GWS, take the Tigers to a venue that Damien Hardwick has admitted they all hate. He hates it. The supporters hate it. Of course, you would take them there rather than play Richmond at the MCG. Brisbane and Collingwood, Darwin was thrown up as a possibility here. And for a time, that was where this game looked like it was headed. But it's going to be at the Gabba on Saturday night was the last check-in on this one. Brisbane Lions are staying in Perth too. They've uh, beaten the Dockers. We know that. They're staying there until tomorrow. They did have their bags packed basically on the bus to leave yesterday today, Brisbane, but they were told to hang around for a couple more days. They're in the CBD hotel confines, um, as we told you, after swapping with uh, the Melbourne Footy Club at Joondalup. Geelong and St Kilda will be at GMHBA Stadium, Gold Coast and Essendon at Metricon. So that game, at last check, will take place at Metricon. Now, it's safe to say all these things are subject to change. Often after they're locked in, they still change, but the Bombers expect to have to go up to Metricon. That'll be a fly-in, fly-out. Hawthorne and the Dogs is going to be moved from Launceston. Unfortunately, that'll be at the MCG. Melbourne and Adelaide speaking at the MCG. That will be on Sunday, I'm told. And I'm hearing Saturday for North and Sydney at Marvel Stadium. Probably the early game on Saturday. I mentioned Carlton's trip to Adelaide earlier. They'll face Port Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. Sounding like a Saturday twilight game. The Blues will be the fly-in, fly-out uh, team there as well. Much like we've seen already multiple times this season with Collingwood and Geelong. The Cricket Nets style testing galore. They had 15,000 last week at uh, Showdown 50. And there's hope uh, in that part of the world. They might be able to get a little bit more in the, in the door this this week at the Adelaide Oval to watch Port Adelaide and the Carlton Blues. Fremantle and West Coast, no problem with that one taking place at Optus Stadium. Right, I'm going to collate some of these uh, texts that are filtered through. We'll try to get your calls to air as well as the show unfolds. There's plenty more still to talk about. Now, we've had some unbelievable umpiring errors this year late in games, haven't we, that the AFL have actually come out and admitted uh, fault with, that the incorrect decisions were made, which is great, which is what we love. We love that clarity. Well, I reckon we might have had the absolute 
pick of them. We might have had all those incidents dwarfed by some chaotic scenes at a country football league grand final at the weekend. I wouldn't mind talking about this after this break. Unbelievable scenes over in WA, but we're off and running anyway here on Time On. We'll get to your calls and texts on the other side of this. Plenty more still to talk about, so stay with us. Yes, it is, and great to have your company as well. I should have started earlier. First serve with BP, Brett Phillips, to follow us. And then after Brett at 8 o'clock, we go straight to Optus Stadium in Perth. The footy uh, live right here on 1116 SEN from 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, you can catch it all, so don't go anywhere when it comes to the footy from tonight. Um, we've just had some text as well about Jordan Dugowie as well, and I guess this highlights the dangers of uh, the stand-down clause that uh, a lot of people are behind and that the NRL advocates and operates under. Well, Jordan Dugowie, the Collingwood star, today had his indecent assault charges held against him withdrawn. He was due to face a contested hearing along with his friend Jake Ennington today, but the charges relating to the alleged incident in queue in 2015 were thrown out. Victoria Police have been ordered to pay the legal costs. Now, you will remember the AFL and Collingwood, they did investigate this incident two years ago and they found Jordan Ngoi had no case to answer, but he and uh, Jake Eddington were charged last year and they were accused of indecently assaulting a woman on June 21, 2015. Now, that was during Ngoi's first year with the Magpies when he was 19 years of age. He wasn't stood down after the charges. Plenty of people called for that to happen. In fact, last year he signed a two-year contract extension uh, until the end of 2022 worth around $750,000 with the he did release a statement uh, earlier today, Jordan Degoe, in which he said, in part, I've maintained my innocence from the outset. I'm very pleased that the matter has now come to an end. I'd like to thank my family, friends, teammates, sponsors, the Collingwood Football Club and my lawyers for their support throughout this process. Um, and at this time, I would also like to indicate my respect to all parties associated with the prosecution of this charge. And out of that respect, I will not be making any further public comment on this matter. So I suppose that does highlight, doesn't it, the difficulties of the stand-down clause, as it were. And we saw with Mitch Creek as well, uh, South East Melbourne Phoenix basketballer in a similar situation. His charges were also thrown out earlier on this year as well. So... Yeah, it's one for a wider debate, that one, certainly. And there were a number of people who uh, were advocating for uh, Jordan Degoe to be stood down uh, all that time ago. Off the text, devastated for Josh Bruce. He has been so good for the young forwards that he has. And just as I said, the timing of it now, you miss out on a final series you've worked so hard for and then you miss pretty much all of next year as well. It's just a shocking time of the year to be injured. And in the manner he did too, innocuous, what, 14 seconds left in that game? Just unbelievable. Uh, text from Perth. It's blowing a gale here in Perth, so that may play to the Demons' advantage tonight. One to keep out for uh, an eye out for a little bit later on. Hey, we might try again with the open line. And Tom's uh, rung in from South Australia. He wanted to have a, his say on his blues. Tommy, yeah. got us this time. Yeah, mate. How you going? Ah, gotcha. Far away. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to happen, isn't it? Even though they... The, 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 the nine of it's going to happen. Nothing against Teague, mate. It's going to happen. Uh, this you is, know that. This is uh, David Teague, uh, David Teague um, being um, removed as coach at the end of the season, you're saying? Yeah, it's going to happen, mate. I've got nothing against the guy, but we have to start. This club has to start getting serious, man. There's this rebuild and all this. They've got the list, so they need someone in there to take control. All right, Tom. Who is that person to take control? Oh. <laughs> uh, Either Clarko, which more likely probably happened, or Ross Long or someone. Okay. Well, what do you think? What do you think? 
Yeah, I think part of it is, regardless of who's available, Tom, I think you're probably right. The time uh, might have come. The the results and the improvement probably isn't there. Well, definitely isn't there to what uh, the hierarchy would want. And Luke Sayers coming in, he is a doer rather than a talker. And uh, this internal or external review, internal and external it's turned out to be, uh, has been finished and um, will be acted upon shortly. But I think he definitely coaches out the season for mine, Tom. I don't think there's any... Um, uh, I'm saying anything uh, out of the ordinary there. I think he coaches out the season, and then uh, Carlton will act after that. And he won't be the only change, is what we're hearing, um, if it is to be that David Teague doesn't continue as coach. Greg's in uh, Blackburn. Greg, you pumped for the footy tonight? Oh, I'm pumped for the footy. I, I think David Teague should stay. I'm glad uh, Jordan... To go, his uh, charges have been dropped, but that's a long time ago. So I've been a 45-year paid-up member. I saw 87 with Steinsy and bloody Buccanara. I saw 88 when Hawthorne smashed us. I saw 2000 when Essendon smashed us. I saw um, us beat Geelong and Hawthorne. I think it was 2018. It's, you know, COVID times. It might have been 2017. We owe West Coast one. Yeah. And if we win, we're on top of the ladder. And... Anybody can win this grand final because what a what a week in football, as Eddie used to say. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? It is amazing, isn't it, Greg? Is every team, no one's been immune, have they? Every team has had their down moments or their down week, and it's just going to be all about who produces in the month that matters, isn't it? It really is. And I really feel for uh, Josh Bruce and, Foot, and Footscray because you do want to see the best players on the ground, you know, in, in the time that matters. I know Bob Murphy missed the grand final and they won, but um, that's going to damage, you know, that's going to make it hard for them, I think. Yeah, no, it's a devastating blow just for the person, just for the human um, that is Josh Bruce. It's a shocking situation there for he and uh, and his uh, family and friends and the, and the footy club, as you mentioned, Greg. But uh, we'll see how it plays out. They certainly have a fair arsenal behind them, the Western Bulldogs. So, But you're right, another hurdle for them to overcome. Um, while the calls are flowing through, we might as well uh, go to them. Peter's in Clayton. Peter, you've got a scenario that you think's about to play out at the Blues. Yeah, how are you, mate? I'm going well. I can tell you now, Alexa Clarkson has signed, agreed four weeks ago, the joint Carl. Four weeks ago, Peter. Is this a... Four weeks ago. This is why that hustle and bustle with Sam Mitchell was done. It was all happened in an instant. It's a done deal. Take it to the bank. Take. I was just going to say, is this a take it to the bank and you've just unfurled it for us, Pete? If I'm wrong, I'll bear my butt naked on Burke Street. Wow, Peter. All right, I've got your number here, so we'll be sure to ring you if uh, if something else takes place when it comes to the Carlton coach and we'll, uh, we'll get our cameras on Burke Street. It's a done deal. Hey, I like it. Peter from Clayton there saying... Clarkson to Carlton, he's done and, in fact, was done four weeks ago. And if he's wrong, I think he said he's going to bear his backside on Burke Street. So uh, we've got Peter's number on file. We'll just see how that uh, plays out. There might be some Carlton supporters delighted to see that. Not so much your backside on Burke Street, Peter, but uh, Alistair Clarkson coaching the Blues next year, if what you say is correct. Now, I mentioned before the break, we've had some contentious umpiring decisions this year, particularly late in tight games, haven't we? And there was the non-deliberate out-of-bounds call with Nick Murray that saw Adelaide hang on at home to Melbourne. There was the Zach Bailey non-holding the ball against Mark Blitzer at the start of the season. There was Jeremy Cameron, who wasn't paid a mark close to goal against Sydney, as the umpire deemed at the time, incorrectly as it turns out, that the ball hadn't travelled 15 metres and the AFL admitted all three mistakes in the aftermath. But I think 
All those incidents have been dwarfed by the chaotic scenes at the East Kimberley Football League Grand Final. Now, the local paper, the Kimberley Echo, reported at the weekend on Sunday that a country footy goal umpire was set to be deregistered after he was breath tested and found to be drunk while officiating the decider. Extra police were called to the game in Kununurra when Halls Creek and the Ord River Magpies ended in chaos. The umpires were, uh, this is terrible, the umpires were assaulted. The goal umpire in question, well, he made a crucial call late in the tight game. He judged a Halls Creek shot uh, behind and Ord River hung on to win by one point as a result. But immediately after the siren, that goal umpire was set upon by Halls Creek supporters. It got really ugly. He had to be escorted for the ground from the ground for his safety. Now, he's reportedly returned a blood alcohol reading of 0.216, four times the legal limit he was goal umpiring, and the post-match presentations were cancelled, such was the chaos on the ground, so there was no presentation of the Premiership Cup. Halls Creek have lodged an appeal in the aftermath, and to add to the confusion and the calamity of it, one of the field umpires in the game is also the league's president, Wayne Paul. Now, he was quoted as saying the drunk goal umpire was unacceptable, but so too was the violence that followed. And Wayne's car, unfortunately, was vandalised with paint by the time he got to it after the game. So crazy scenes out there at the East Kimberley Football League, Halls Creek, Ord River, Tell you what, we've seen some things in our game. I don't think I've ever heard of a goal umpire being uh, intoxicated while officiating a grand final. And to have it to go down to the wire, unbelievable. Uh, off the temper text, hey, Sam, I'm on the train to the footy over there in Perth. The rain is thick, the wind is blowing, and the train is empty. I'd hate to say it, but the D's by 10 goals. Ben, you're an Eagles supporter. Got to keep the faith. Not so confident, though, is the weather. Uh, it might play into um, Melbourne's hands, no doubt about that, given the contrast in styles that uh, these two teams adopt. Dean off the text. Clarkson will take a year off and go to the USA. He'll return to rest up. Done deal. Peter is right, though, says Brendan. Clarkson has signed a seven-year deal for $12 million. These are getting ridiculous, aren't they? Carlton offered four years, and Al said no way seven years. I love it. I love it. Uh, I don't mind a wind-up every now and then, so keep your fanciful. If you've got a wish list and you're a Carlton supporter and you're looking near crystal ball, what do you see in your fantasies for your team next year for Carlton? Is it Alistair Clarkson on a seven-year deal by $12 million? Let us know. one three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. off the text as well. We're off and running here at Tom on plenty more still to come. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Uh, great to have your company. Rod from Chachura has uh, texted in in the wake of uh, those chaotic scenes I mentioned earlier with the uh, intoxicated goal umpire at the East Kimberley Grand Final at the weekend. Ron's text in, Sam, I used to umpire senior footy with a gun umpire who drank two Bundy cans at half time and he always turned up with alcohol on his breath, but he was a great umpire. And plenty of you having your feedback on how on earth you could not uh, smell the goal umpire when he's blowing 0.21. He would have smelled like a brewery. That's all to play out. Now, speaking of other things that have played out, the latest results from the match review are in Chapter 3. And there are, I think, uh, some eyebrow-raising decisions that have been made here. If you're an Essendon supporter, I'm not sure how you're going to feel about this, given... 
that at the time the free kick was given to Marcus Bonzampelli, even uh, some Essendon supporters on Twitter weren't happy with that. But one of those tackles, Mason Redman, charged with rough conduct, in brackets, dangerous tackle against Marcus Bonzampelli. Fourth quarter, Western Bulldogs Essendon. Gee, a bit happened in the fourth quarter of this game. So Mason Redman has been offered a one-match sanction with an early plea. Now, Michael Christian has assessed it as careless conduct, medium impact and high contact. So a one-match ban for Mason Redman. Uh, if you're an Essen supporter or a, you watch the game, what are your thoughts on that? one 300 736 Keep in mind, Joel Selwood, $3,000 fine for that particular act, which I'm sure is fresh in the memory. And then we've got Andrew Brasher at Fremantle. So he's been charged with making unreasonable or unnecessary contact to the eye region of Jared Berry of the Brisbane Lions. Now, that was in the second quarter of this game. Jared Berry was tagging Andrew Brasher. In fact, he won uh, some pretty big praise from his coach, Chris Fagan, in the aftermath of this game for keeping Andrew Brasher under wraps. But clearly, uh, an incident has taken place here, and Andrew Brayshaw, as a result, has been offered a one-match sanction with an early plea. So it was unreasonable or unnecessary contact to the eye region of Jared Berry, and it says, based on the available evidence, the incident was assessed as intentional, low impact, high contact. So once it's intentional, that elevates it to a one-match sanction as a first offence. So there's some interesting... Uh, uh, I guess, results out of the match review panel findings. So it could be a busy night at the Tribunal tomorrow should any of those, either of those players, Mason Redman or Andrew Brayshaw, challenge those suspensions, as we know uh, Toby Green is already doing. You can have your say on any of those findings, as Marcus is doing in Essendon. Welcome to the show, Marcus. We haven't got you, Marcus. We'll come back to you. We've got some issues here. We'll come back to you, I promise, and we'll try to get you on the air. I want to hear your thoughts on Mason Redman. Um, interesting findings for mine, so we'll come to those shortly. Hey, the other big story, I guess, in recent times was that of Taylor Walker, the suspended suspensions Adelaide forward. Plenty of people have had their say on this. Tex Walker will miss six games. Will he miss any more of those? Uh, three this year, three next, and he's been made uh, to donate $20,000 as well. Um, just how he can go back into that football club and uh, come face-to-face with Indigenous players on that list and players in general, it's hard to get your head around. Now, his former teammate Brad Crouch, whose brother Matt Crouch, as reported, uh, had the comment made to him at quarter time of the SNFL game that got Taylor Walker into all that trouble. He features in this package we're about to play um, the fallout from the Taylor Walker incident. People are saying they should rip up Taylor's contract. No, I don't think I don't think that should be the case. It's people make mistakes, and I'm, I'm you know I'm certainly one that's been I've done that. And you know you've got to give people opportunity to be able to learn from their mistakes and be able to be better. And um, obviously Taylor's got a fair way to be able to come back, but um, he needs to get the support. And I don't you know I think with someone like Matthew Nix, he's going to be able to get that support. It's been a really I guess crappy sort of 30, 36 hours for all Indigenous people, and it continues to happen over and over again. And I think the other thing that all of us are really frustrated with is we're so often asked to be the ones who have to educate. We we always have to, with a smile on our face, be the ones who have to always take the higher ground, not be angry, be the ones to put the olive branch out and educate. There's no place where there's more education than the AFL. Like Indigenous people over-index in the AFL. Uh, so, 
I mean, I think there's enough there for people to know better. And it's so, so, so disappointing. And to be quite frank, we're all pretty angry. I'm, I'm pretty close with Taylor Walker as well. So, you know, he's, he's struggling a fair bit at the moment. As you can imagine, he's um, he's made a massive mistake and um, he's going to have to pay for it. But um, I want to make sure everyone's there to support him as well. It's um, it's it's times like this you want to, you know, you make phone calls to people you played alongside, and you apologise to them. You just want to look them in the eye and be able to say, "We've got your back," and um, that's hard to do at the moment. I think we're we're human. People make mistakes. This, this mistake's unacceptable. And saying that, you know, my priorities at this point are all our staff, our players the Indigenous community as a whole and, and, and I'll, I'll still be there for, for Taylor when the time's right to support him through as a, as a human being. So there you go. That was um, Andy Cracker, uh, Tony Armstrong, uh, an emotional Maddie Nix as well in there. Um, Taylor Walker, the fallout from that. Just off the text, match review have lost the plot. Um, Sam, any news on Starsevich? Apologies, I left that out because uh, it does. Uh, there is a footnote here on the uh, MRO email. Contact between Brisbane Lions' Brandon Starsevich and Fremantle's Matt Taberner during the second quarter of Sunday's game between Fremantle, Fremantle and Brisbane was assessed. The ball is loose on the wing. Taberner and Starsevich approach the ball from opposing directions and high contact is made by Starsevich on Taberner. It was the view of the MRO that Starsevich was contesting the ball and had no realistic alternative but to uh, contest the ball. No further action was taken, so no case to answer for Brandon Starsevich. Uh, off the text... Um, Redmond a week and Selwood a fine. Wow, surely beyond a joke how these are graded. Absolutely unbelievable. It should have been holding the ball first. That's from Daniel in Pasco Vale. If Bontempelli gets up and plays on, how does the Essendon player get a week suspension? The AFL should change the name of Australian rules to Rafferty's rules. So a bit of confusion over the uh, MRO findings. And um, as I said earlier, I, I thought the luckiest person of the week was Joel Selwood given the potential to cause injury there and everything we know about uh, that particular uh, incident or mechanism, it's hard to believe that that you can get a fine for that in today's day and age. And thankfully, uh, Sam Taylor had a magnificent game for the Giants, um, was able to play on without question. That is the main thing. What about Cochin slinging a North player to the ground behind play? He just keeps getting away with these types of offences. You're welcome to have your say all the way through until 7 o'clock before we hand over to Brett Phillips. Uh, for first serve and then we've got the footy to follow out of Perth after that also off the text after this weekend could the AFL be any more happy with round 23 matchups Bulldogs v Power and Geelong v Melbourne no top four spot is locked it is amazing isn't it when you got the Dogs the Cats and Port Adelaide tied on 60 points Melbourne play tonight can leapfrog them all into top spot and go to 62 but a game between the top four is an amazing result going into the last round of, uh, or the second, last round of the season, potentially. Two rounds to go um, with those particular matchups. You know, the AFL will look to maximise that as best they can with the floating fixture. It might end up working in their favour. Uh, hi, Sam. So many layers to the Tex Walker situation. Why did he feel comfortable talking in that way to Matt Crouch? What does it mean in terms of broader acceptance of racist language among players? That's a good question. Um, 
and the uh, text goes on at Adelaide and the broader AFL. Also, why was it left to the Adelaide trainer to make the complaint? Why didn't Matt Crouch lodge the complaint? Very poor leadership at Adelaide. That's from Chris in Torquay. Chris, I suppose we're not privy to all the details at the moment in terms of um, exactly what took place in the immediate aftermath there. Suffice to say that uh, only a few people heard the comments, of which the trainer and Matt Crouch were one, but how it actually manifested itself into reporting to the Adelaide hierarchy and then going on to the AFL from there remains really to be seen. Uh, Mason Redman offered a weak, disgraceful decision. It was holding the ball against Bontempelli. Um, uh, Andy Marr said 35 minutes ago on your channel that it was a terrible free. Now he's been charged. It is amazing. Um, it is amazing he's uh, got a week there. You would think they would challenge, um, no doubt about that, the Essendon footy club. So could be a busy night, as I say, at the tribunal as well. Hey, we've got the coach's corner still to come as well and a bit of grinding of gears. What's annoyed you from the weekend? <laughs> Might have just happened if you're Barrack Ford, the Bombers. We'll get to that on the other side of this. I've got something from the Olympics I need to get off my chest as well, something that's been grinding my gears. But you're welcome to have your say. one three hundred seven three six. 736 Don't be shy off the text either and we'll get to as many of your texts as we can before we hand over to BP. Back with much more right after this. Uh, welcome back to Time On where we've got some breaking news. Actually, it uh, took up a lot of the uh, ad break, so uh, the resumption caught me on the hop. But uh, we touched on this uh, off the top. Some disappointing news uh, if you're a Melbourne supporter, but Tommy McDonald will not be playing uh, against West Coast tonight. Uh, he's poised to be a late withdrawal, which is a great shame for, for Tom and Melbourne. He'd gone over there. He was described, as we said, a, a day-to-day proposition by the club uh, in the wake of that big win over the Gold Coast. He got a knock to his back. He was subbed out in that game, but it just hasn't come up, unfortunately. But He's been a great player for Melbourne, but if the weather has been uh, described, um, uh, he's accurate, accurately described out that way and it's uh, and it's raining and it's windy, then perhaps um, it won't be as savage a blow as what it otherwise would be. But a shame for Tommy McDonald. We wish him well in his recovery and hopefully he's good for the following week. But uh, I'm told he will not be playing the West Coast Eagles tonight, which is uh, a shame. Hey, we wanted to talk about grinding. What's been grinding your gears as well? You're welcome to uh, flick us a text through uh, 04 Now, bad sportsmanship. Now, the Olympics were a celebration of humanity. I mean, so many great stories. The emotion, the feel-good factor was enormous. Everything we needed as a society, given the state we're in around the world. I'm actually missing it today. I've got uh, post-Olympic trauma um, but then we saw the men's marathon yesterday. Who else saw this? It's been boiling hot in Tokyo. The humidity is through the roof. The marathon is a brutal physical and mental test at the best of times, let alone in these conditions. It was actually moved to Sapporo in a bid to make those conditions more favourable, but didn't really work. Still stifling hot. And then you have the French runner, Moran Amdouni, knocking over 20-odd bottles on a bench before taking the last one. So others behind him missed out. About halfway through the marathon, this was. This really cut against the grain of everything we've seen at the Olympics. Now, the commentators, like Tamsin Manu, nice enough to give him the benefit of the doubt. Bruce McAvaney, too, to a degree, gave him the benefit of the doubt. But, gee, in the court of public opinion, that was social media. He was guilty, guilty, guilty. That was... uh, an unbelievable scene. If you haven't caught it, uh, make sure you look it up on Twitter. Can't be an accident. Moran Amdouni, French uh, marathon runner, 
literally played dominoes with about 20 bottles of water before pinching the last one. So, interesting scenes there. I thought went against everything we had seen in the Olympics. Okay, we better get back to Taylor Walker because uh, we spoke uh, earlier. In fact, we played the audio of everyone saying, having their say around Taylor Walker. Well, we've got his apology ready to play right now. Robert. Rob expressed his feelings to me to sit next to me today. I'm so thankful that you're here, mate, sitting next to me. Thank you for accepting my apology. You've shown huge courage and support for me. I want to apologise to you and your family, to the Adelaide official and his family, to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders and their communities, for the pain, hurt and disappointment I've caused. What I said was racism and it's totally unacceptable. I've lost trust and respect from everyone, and I know that, and I've got work to do. I'm gonna take some time away from the football club to let people heal. I'm now going to educate myself, which is gonna take some time, because I wanna be better for it, and I wanna influence people around me, because there's no place for racism in society. I'm going to lean on you, Robbie. I'm going to lean on the AFL and others around me to support me. Thanks, mate. So that was Taylor Walker. That um, audio emailed by the Adelaide Football Club just a couple of minutes ago. So uh, the first words we've heard from Taylor Walker since the racism incident uh, concerning Robbie Young there. So um, good on Benny Lyon for turning that audio around for us at short notice. I also must apologise. Our phones, we've had some issues with those at the moment. Uh, so those who have tried to get through, we apologise. We've just opened them up. We've got a couple of minutes. We'll get to as many as we can. Mark's in Perth. You want to talk about Mason Redmond's one-match ban, Mark? Oh, mate, seriously, the work, the game's gone gone crazy. Joel Selwood takes the bloke's head off in a yeah. bump and gets three grand. Redmond tackles the bloke. He gets up and gets a free kick and runs off and there's no no dramas with it. And he gets a week for it. Yeah. Know, I'm really starting to wonder whether Christian's taken too many head knocks over the journey. Because <laughs> I tell you, it is an absolute disgrace that he's got a week off of for that and Selwood gets too. I tell you, get Good on you, Mark. It is hard not to draw the link between the two of them, isn't it? Even though they're different, the fact that one got off and one hasn't. Let's go to Jack. Uh, Jack, you're in Melbourne. You want to talk about Mason Redmond? Yeah, yeah. G'day, boys. Yeah, I just want to talk about what a disgrace it is, really. It's uh, The tackle was pretty much the best tackle I've ever seen in football. It was holding the ball, and then they've given him a one-match suspension, which is an absolute joke and a farcical to the AFL, simply. Well, you'd think they'd challenge, Jack, no doubt about that. And um, as many of you are saying, so well they should. Um, and the people will get behind it, I'm sure. We've got time for one more. Marcus, you're in Essendon. I reckon you've got about uh, 30 seconds, mate. Fire away. Hey, boys, how are you? Um, I'm not an Essendon supporter, but um, I'm a football fan, and I just think it's an absolute joke, really. Um, Bonten Pally's done a 720, and, and Redman's tackled him perfectly fine, but they've not only given him a free kick, but given him a week. I just yeah. feel like every year it's the same type of thing. Lockie Neal last year, they just... 
it's the best players who are leading the Brownlow just get protected more than others, and the sport's become a joke, to be honest. I uh, appreciate your feedback, uh, Marcus. Sorry we couldn't get you to air earlier, Jack, as well, and all the people that managed to, to get through. We just had some technical issues earlier. It's been a hectic show, the return of time on. Taylor Walker's apology you just heard. Breaking news with Mason Redman. Uh, given a week, you'd think he'd go to the tribunal tomorrow night. And also Tom McDonald. We brought you that news that he will be a late out for the Melbourne Footy Club. Big game against the West Coast Eagles tonight, which we'll have right here live on 11.16 SEN from 8 o'clock. But coming up next... First serve with Brett Phillips, so don't go anywhere. We'll see you next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.